Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. So I'm Erica Young and I'm a financial coach and I've been doing this work now for 15 years. My husband and I found ourselves in quite a lot of debt when we got married. Um, Not unlike many people when they're starting off in life, I found myself in quite a lot of debt. So for us, after we had two kids, we added up our debt load and it was over $90,000. And that included our student loans and credit cards and car payments. And it was just a lot for us. It was a lot to handle. And so I wanted to figure out what I was doing wrong and where we needed to improve. And we realized that, you know, all of these payments every single month were just a lot and overwhelming. And so we had to get free of all of that debt. So we went on a journey and did that over the course of five years with a good use of a budget and some consistency. And then along that journey, I really wanted to help other people. So That is what got me interested and excited about helping others with their debt-free journey because I did not have a coach. I wanted to be that for someone else. And so I left my engineering job and I have been coaching ever since and I don't look back. I honestly am much more suited and fulfilled in this work and really excited when people are able to see some of their goals and dreams realized. So that's me in a nutshell. Twinsies. I had had over $90,000 in debt too. So I'm like, oh, you too? You know, I feel like um, when you talk to other people who either are on their their personal finance journey or they've, you know, been able to make some strides in it by paying off their debt or whatever, it's almost like joining a club. For some reason in my head, it's like, you know, like people have joined the club of going through this experience um, that really transformed their life. I know for me, it's completely transformed my life. And it sounds like for you, right? Like you pivoted and switched careers because of, of the journey. And what I often say is that your personal finance journey is inevitably a personal growth journey. So with that, what kind of things do you feel like you learned in the process of, of paying off your debt and then becoming, you know, a business person, um, maybe individually and as a couple, cause you did it with your husband, right? Yeah. So that some of those growth lessons that are not just monetary are helpful to learn and and talk about too. Yeah. Well, the very first lesson that I learned was that budgeting, cash flow management, finances, all of that isn't easy, not because the budget itself isn't easy. The budget is easy. Anybody can write a budget. You can write it down on paper. It looks pretty. It balances out. We can figure that part out. The problem is sticking with it, like the discipline that is needed in order to be successful at budgeting is what many of us struggle with. And so for me, realizing that I had to do a budget every single month, that I had to pay attention to my expenses to make certain that I was on track, that I had to be intentional about putting those extra dollars onto the debt every month and not letting dining out or shopping overtake the monies that we had um, for paying down debt. That discipline is not easy. And so it's really the coaching world, like me getting into this field really was out of necessity to help people stick to the plan. It's not about 
writing it down and all that stuff. All of that is great. And yes, I'm a nerd. I'm an engineer at heart. Like, like I like that stuff, but it's, it's about the behaviors that we have to modify in order to be successful and stick with the plan. That's where all of the juicy winning happens. Um, And then as a couple, to be honest with you, like you have to be a team. Um, I have found personally as well as professionally in working with couples that if you are not already a good team, working on your finances is going to really shake your foundation. And that's the honest truth. It is not something that you jump into if you're already having a hard time communicating or if there's some other area in which you're not on the same page. Um, You've got to work through some of that. And I have honestly told people, you need marital counsel before I can work with you as a financial coach, or we at least need to do this at the same time. Um, And that's a lot of work for people. So I would rather they solidify the relationship prior to working on the finances, because that just means that all of the good information you're learning around your finances is going to stick. You really want it to last. And also, I do not want to be that third wheel that is introducing something completely extra that they can't handle at that moment. So I like to try and assess, you know, where people are in their relationship and how they're working together on other areas as well, because that is key. I, I definitely am a big proponent of this strengthening your relationship and not weakening it. I don't want to get in the middle of that at all. (laughs) I love it. So you mentioned a lot of really juicy stuff. So everyone who's listening, it's only five minutes in. If you have not started jotting stuff down, like best believe you're going to have to go back and listen to this episode again because she's dropping straight facts. Now you mentioned discipline and that's one of the questions that I get asked most of the time is like, how do you practice discipline or, you know, um, what will help someone be able to exercise discipline consistently? So what for you and maybe some of the clients that you have that are successful, like what do you see successful clients doing or have in place to practice discipline and the clients that you see struggling I don't know if I want to say failing, but struggling or having a hard time um, practicing discipline? Like what are the the differences between the two? One of the key factors in discipline is having a why big enough to go after. Um, If you don't care that you have credit card debt, you're really not going to care about putting extra towards it to pay it off. If you don't care about purchasing a home, you're not going to care enough to save the money when it's necessary on a routine basis. So you have to have a goal that to you is big enough to go after that makes budgeting worth it. That's huge. And I think we, one, may be setting ourselves, you know, a little short. We don't realize what freedom buys us. We just don't even fully understand. And and for numbers sake, I don't mind telling my numbers. Um, my husband and I were paying over $1,000 per month in payments. For us, that equaled our mortgage. So our mortgage was $1,000. It also equaled our childcare expense. So right there, I mean, we were paying payments of a thousand dollars and or more than a thousand dollars to be exact. I mean, it was more like eleven hundred dollars. And it was taking away <laughs> so many dollars from our equation. And that's just minimum. That's just on the minimums. And so my why was, gosh, I mean, I want that thousand dollars back. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to invest. I want to be able to do whatever it is that I need. 
that thousand dollars is robbing me of the ability to do those things. And so my why was that thousand dollars, eleven hundred dollars per month that I was not able to keep in my hand for other things. Um, and so I ask the question of people a lot is, you know, do you really how, how bad do you want it? Do you really want it bad enough to go after this? Um, Because otherwise you're just pretending. Don't do it because someone else said it. Don't do it because you think it's the right thing to do. Do it because you want something bad enough that the other option of not doing it is unattractive. And so that is one of the keys. Now, practically speaking, I mean, we do have to think about you need to set up reminders. You need to have some type of tracking software so that you can see your progress or where you're, you might be going off in a 30-day period. You probably should have an accountability partner or a coach. That's where I come in. You know, just finding those ways that you, that can help you be successful. And then I always say to people, they're like, okay, I can do this on my own. This isn't rocket science, right? Well, the challenge is, is that up till now, you're, most of the people that I work with, they're smart people. And up till now, they haven't done anything. So I'm not saying you can't do it, but you've chosen not to. So what needs to shift? What do you need to do differently so that you actually get a different result? And that's the key. And so sometimes, like I said, it's tracking, um, having that accountability partner, putting, setting reminders, milestones. In three months, I should be at this stage. At six months, I should be at this stage. Um, or even, you know, putting it on your refrigerator, a thermometer that shows how much closer you're getting to your goal, getting your kids involved. There's a lot that you can do to hold yourself accountable and to have reminders everywhere of the goal that you have set. And sometimes those are the missing links that we have because frankly, we don't want to be reminded of what we're not doing, right? So we we tend to not put in those safeguards. And I encourage people highly to put in those safeguards so that you can protect yourself from yourself. Because, uh, you know, the truth is, is that it's easier just to um, not do anything than it is to do the hard, heavy lifting of paying off debt. You are taking us to school today. (laughs) So good. But I know it's exactly what everyone needs to hear, especially, you know, maybe during this time of year where I feel like a lot of miscellaneous expenses can happen to come up um, that if we're not paying attention or being mindful of can really add up and, and kind of bust our budget and whatnot. But I love that you, like your transparency and saying, you know, like we don't realize the freedom, what what freedom buys us. And I think it's because people's vision is so limited by lack and limitation. Like they're so used to living check to check or, you know, they they think that there's an us versus them, right? So there's people that are wealthy, but that they can't, that would never be them. They can never identify with that person. Um, so there's no space between them and what a freedom lifestyle looks like. But you're like, no, what does freedom get me in my situation? You know, like if I'm spending $500, $1,000 a month to bill collectors, what would that change in my life? As opposed to thinking like, yeah, people are billionaires. Okay, well, we can't just start thinking about billionaires budgets, you know, when when we're at where we're at. Dream big, right? But you also have to start where you are. And so you mentioning, you know, like you equated what you were sending to bill collectors to what else in my life is that same amount? Like you could have twice as much house if you wanted to technically, right? Or you 
travel or you could fund your children's college fund or you could, you know what I mean? Like there are so many other things, I guess it's called opportunity costs, right? That you could be doing with that money if you buckle down for a temporary amount of time so that you can be able to do what you want after the fact. And so you mentioned, right, like having markers, which I think was helpful because I think a lot of people will will say, okay, well, I have a budget and I'm going to pay all my bills and whatever and whatever extra, like that's what I'll save or that's what I'll put on the debt. And what you were saying was you need to have markers set up for yourself to be able to run toward, not whatever's extra. Like, let me just put this extra hundred dollars over here because that's just what happened to be left over. That's it. Go ahead and say, I want to put $2,000 on this debt this month. And how do I need to adjust my budget? What hours do I need to work overtime? You know, do I need an extra job if or a nor- another source of income to help me meet that goal, which completely changes your mindset. So I don't know if that's what you were going for, but I know that like in my personal finance journey, that's what I did. I gave myself the goal and then I said, what do I need to do to make yes. that goal a reality? That is it exactly. If there's one word you take from today's conversation is be intentional. Mm. We can wander into debt, but there's absolutely no way to be successful if you are attempting to wander out. So you cannot expect that it is going to be an easy road out. It's easy in, but you've got to climb and scrap and, and, and make sure that you get out. And then the other thing is, you know, I, I say I'm a runner. I I haven't been running too much recently, <laughs> but but I've run several half marathons. And the very first one that I was intending to run was about eight or nine years ago. And I had not run more than a mile. And so in preparing for a half marathon, which is 13.1 um, miles, I was like, this is overwhelming. I don't know what to do. I found a race that was six months away from the time that I was starting to run. And I found a plan that showed me how many miles per day per week that I needed to run to get there. So I had a goal, a big, hairy, audacious goal six months from now, something I had never done before. And every week, if I did what that plan told me to do, I'd be ready. And the first three months were just so that I can run three miles without stopping. That was it. Like I didn't have big sights. I just needed in order to run a half marathon, you've got to start with three miles. So I was like, let me figure out how to do this. (laughs) And then the last three months was the actual training plan to get to 12 miles in my training and then be able to run the race. And the cool thing is, I got there. I had friends. First of all, I had accountability partner. I had a plan. I was consistent with that plan. I, I actually had to figure out what I was eating. Like it is an entire life. So I had to have the right shoes, the tools, things like that. You think about it. Yeah. Running is cheap maybe because all you need is a good pair of shoes and maybe a couple of outfits to run in, but you don't have to pay somebody every month for that. I figured out what I needed to do. I had my resources and I had my community. And then in six months, I ran that half marathon and then I got addicted. So here's the deal. When I'm, when I'm running these races, there are mile markers. There's a three mile marker, a six mile, a nine mile. And then when you get to 12, you're like, man, I'm almost there. If I've done 12, I can do one more. And so, and then you see all the people cheering you on. You need that in your debt-free journey. And I say, calculate 
how long it's going to take you to get out of debt. I call it a debt-free date. Calculate your finish line. Calculate how long it's going to take you. And so if you know for a fact that it's going to be 24 months, then you know when you're halfway. You know when you're only six months away and you can get excited about it. You can start sharing with people. You can, you know what I mean? Like you can figure out how you're going to celebrate. That is exciting versus I'm going to wander and I'm just going to put whatever I want towards this debt reduction. No, if you see your finish line, you know how much per month it takes. And maybe some some months you do more and maybe some months are more challenging and you've got to get a little scrappy and figure out how to sell some stuff or to make extra money. But you know that if you stick to your game plan, you're going to get to the finish line. That, in my opinion, is a huge missing link. And people trying to figure out how to get out of debt is they don't know their debt-free date. Be intentional. Figure that out first. Yes, 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 yes. I want to like scream, but I would hurt everyone's ears. Um, <laughs> so we didn't tell, you know, I didn't tell people how we met, right? We actually met at the the Ramsey Influencer event a couple weeks back. And um, it was such a good experience. But one of the things that to me was one of a huge takeaway and what you've mentioned multiple times um, is not just accountability, but having a team or being a team and significance of what that can do for your journey, no matter what you're doing, no matter if it's running a half marathon, no matter if that's being a parent, no matter if that's being a student or a partner or your debt-free journey. Um, and so I want us to dive into to that in a minute. But you saying, you know, calculating your debt-free date is really significant and it speaks to creating those markers for yourself. And it's weird because you know, for some people, um, for some people, they can come up with what to do on their own and they can just get on the plan and stick to it. But for other people, you you need the support. You need to um, kind of work on your financial literacy or get around other people like Erica, who knows what she's talking about, OK, um, <laughs> to educate you on what is going to accelerate your progress? Like, yeah, everyone, you can try to do stuff by yourself, but you don't have to. And you don't, if the success leaves, leaves clues, then if you find the right people to be connected with or tapped into what they do, then you can essentially be able to learn from what they've learned mm-hmm. and have progress that helps you to, you know, cut your, your debt-free journey in half or helps you to invest doubly um, because someone can kind of help you to avoid certain roadblocks and whatnot. And so what I kind of was doing it half and half, like I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. But then I was mostly just kind of like, all right, just make sure I listen to whatever. I just have to stick to the plan or whatnot, you know? Um, But I'm like, dang, if I would have just, you know, tapped into some certain places or with certain people, you know, who knows how much faster that process would have been. And so you saying, you know, calculating your debt free date, I think is significant for people to take home, like be intentional, right? That is being intentional is calculating that debt free date. I called it my financial freedom formula, you know, because I was $70,000 worth of debt when I started. I said, when do I want to be debt free by? And that just came from pure desire in my heart. I did not make enough money to pay off my debt at the time, but I allowed myself to, to envision what would feel good and what would I like? And I was like, it would be nice to be debt-free in about three years. So then that's how I calculated my debt-free date, which I just call something different, right? Financial yep. freedom formula. Yep. Um, and and then that kind of became the guide or the C to 5K, C to 10K, right? Kind of like figuring out what plan to run a half marathon is going to be helpful. So when we're talking about accountability, right? 
if someone is in a relationship, hopefully it would be their partner. Um, and, and then maybe they would need to introduce someone like a financial coach, a professional or advisor to support them for an individual, you know, what kind of accountability does an individual need if they aren't necessarily married? Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple kinds of people that you could have in your life. So there could be a mentor, there could be someone who is in the position that you want to be in. They're already debt free. They've already done the journey and they're going to help guide you along the way, but they're not doing the work with you because they're already there. You could have a peer. You could have someone who's with you on the journey, who's a friend, who's like, I want to just get out of debt too. Um, a cousin or somebody who you know, you rally around each other and you're doing this together. You can have a coach, somebody who helps formulate the plan with you so that they're able to help see you win and succeed. You can have a cheerleader. Sometimes your kids are cheerleaders. My kids were cheerleaders, actually. Mm -hmm. I had At the time, I actually had like a six-year-old, four to six-year-old. Um, and then my older daughter was four years younger. And um, my four-year-old knew how to say the difference between debt and debit. And she, when we would go to the grocery store, she'd say, mommy, that's debit, right? Not debt. We don't like debt. Like she knew the difference, right? And that's cheerleader. That helps me feel like, yes, she's getting it. She's understanding me because she's hearing our conversation. She's know what we're talking about. We were going through Financial Peace University. She was sitting there with, with us. She was absorbing the content, like that kind of stuff. That's a cheerleader because she's not up here. She's not on this journey. She has no idea what to say, but she's a cheerleader because she She's encouraging those little nuggets. And so you need different kind of people. You definitely need to be wary of the people who draw you back into the life that kept you in debt or led you into debt. And so I don't mean cutting off relationships, but I do mean protecting yourself from the people who are not going to be very helpful. That is what you want to avoid. And I honestly think that's probably the bigger thing to do. One of the first things to do is to identify and or speak up for yourself and say, hey, here's what I need. Here's what I'm up to. This is my goal. And I definitely do not need you calling me and saying, hey, do you want to go shopping? Or did you find this thing online? You need to buy it, that kind of thing. You need to put up healthy boundaries for yourself so that you can be successful. So I think that all of those people in your life are helpful, um, but the one person or type of person you need to watch out for is, you know, the running buddies that will uh, kind of take you off track. And so you're going to have to find a voice in how to say no or put up those boundaries and speak into what your goals are out loud so that you're able to stand up for yourself and stand up for the journey because it's super important that you do that. I thank you for sharing that, you know, and when you brought that up, I wasn't, it kind of led down a different path. I wasn't thinking about some of those things that, you know, it's really necessary to reevaluate your boundaries with others, but even with yourself, because yeah. you might be the running partner that's distracting you. That's you know? true. That's true. So, um, I'm thinking of people who have maybe like shopping addictions or yeah. um, just dealing with like, impulsivity or which essentially right comes down to some deeper stuff um that might need to be addressed um how have you ever worked with anyone who's had a shopping addiction or like had trouble creating boundaries for and within themselves if they were the ones kind of running themselves off track 
Absolutely. I, I, I won't say, I, I guess I won't go so far as to say addiction necessarily for shopping, but I will say that I have been surprised by the numbers that I see in people spending. Um, and the way that I combat that, and I think they have been surprised as well. So I'm not just speaking as the coach. I'm also speaking, my, sometimes my clients add it up and they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea I was spending that much money. Um, and so what I do is encourage them to have a reality check. One of the mm. first things that you have to do is look yourself in the mirror and say, do I like what I see? And so you've got to look at your spending and say, do I like what I see? Do I like what I'm doing here? And so you take 30 days of banking information. So if you're using a credit card, you must absolutely include those transactions in addition to your banking account. Um, and look by category, how much you're spending on groceries, dining out, clothing, separate from household goods, separate from, and know how much you're spending in all of the categories with utilities and things of that nature. You must account for every single dollar, add it up for those 30 days and face the facts, face the music. Um, Nowadays, lots of us have issues with Amazon, right? Like Amazon is a thing. People are getting these, you know, packages Mm. weekly, if not daily, and um, that can get out of hand. And so I tell people, you've got to categorize this properly. Don't just do Amazon. I had one person who added up all Amazon all by itself. And I was like, you've got to get into the nuts and bolts of where this money went. Um, And I know that's going to take some time, but that's the only way you'll know where all of your dollars are going so that you can actually have an effective budget. And then you'll know where you can modify and change and adjust. You've got to look at this number and say, am I okay with having spent $500 on clothing? Is this who I really want to be? And that's a separate conversation from that $500 is taken away from you being able to get out of debt. It it really, when people look at it, they're very surprised at how much they've spent in one category or another. It could be dining out, you know, it could be subscriptions. I had one family who they had over $150 in subscriptions. And I don't mean cable. I mean, $10 here, $12 here, $7 adding up to 150. And they were completely unaware that they were spending that much money. And so looking at it, helped them to decide, okay, these are the top five we want. We're going to get rid of everything else. When you look at the numbers, it forces you to reckon with yourself. Is this what I thought it was? Do I like this or can I change and by how much? And so it happens naturally. I almost don't even have to have the conversation of, okay, are you okay with this? And all of that. They look at it and say, we added it up and we automatically cut off this, this, and this. Or I added it up and I said, I realize I don't even need any more clothes. This is crazy. I looked in my closet and I, I have enough. Or we looked at dining out and we said, we had no idea we were spending that much. And we're like, okay, we're only going to go out to eat once a week or get takeout once a week. you know. And, and it forces you to make the decision yourself because most of the time we're unaware of how much we're spending. We're typically optimistic. If you think you're spending $200 on dining out, likely it's $400. Because we we really want to believe we're doing better than we are. And that's the honest truth. So having a reality check and looking at the facts helps you to make better choices and decisions. Hmm. That is, you know what? I just think we might have to stop there because that just, <laughs> my brain is, my brain is churning here. Um, 
<laughs> Such good information and obviously speaks to like the level and quality of your work with your clients that it's just comprehensive and that you're able to have these conversations because so many people are dealing with shame and guilt and embarrassment when it comes to money. And so as you're mentioning and kind of outlining this information and, and how you work with clients, um, it's also that you're able to have this conversation with compassion and kindness and non-judgment is what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I've been there. I mean, I'm not saying this in a bubble thinking, oh, well, this can be all flowers and roses and all of that. But because I've been there, I, I have had that moment where I spent on a credit card so that my husband would not know. I've done that in the past before we started our debt-free journey. He put the he put the credit card on ice for us <laughs> so that I wouldn't get to it. Um and so and this was in the days before your information was saved online and your Amazon account and all of that and so that was a physical safeguard for me. Um so I've been there and I think that the other thing is that shame and guilt don't motivate. So I cannot sit in the position of you shouldn't have done that. That makes no sense. That is, I can't take that posture if I want to motivate. If I want to motivate, I want to be their cheerleader and say, wow, look at what you've done. Look at how far you've come. And that's why on a regular basis, about once a month or typically every other month, we look and see how much debt people have paid off in total so that you can see that number going up and they can see progress, even though sometimes the budget is frustrating, you know? And so you've got to be able to see where you're winning so that those success markers begin to add up and it builds your own confidence. And so, you know, the world tears us down enough. The world has gotten us into debt and made us think that it's okay. And so my job is to help people understand that there is a way out and positive reinforcement helps tremendously. Yeah, I think we're going to have to have you come back and, and talk more about some of these topics that we were able to kind of like nibble on today. Yeah. Uh, but maybe in a future episode, we can kind of dive deeper into some of these things because they're so, 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 so good and so necessary for people to to be learning and understanding how to maximize and optimize their their financial journey to work in their favor, right? Like, yeah. you know, you, your family's trajectory is on a whole different path than you ever would have fathomed before you know, you made this decision about your money. You know what I mean? But like, you're, you're debt free, your kids are debt free. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it again, like we don't realize what freedom gets us. Um, and I think it's helpful to hear from people who um, are at all lo- different levels in their journey. So I would love to have you back, but for the tribe to know where to find you, go ahead and let us know where you're active or where they should um, get in contact with you, because I am sure somebody feels like they need to work with you. And if that is you, then you need to go ahead and follow that impulse from love and pure joy and um, desire to reach out to her because this is this is the sign that you've been looking for. If there's a little voice in your head saying, hmm, what she said really resonated with me, then you need to go with that um, yeah. and, and, and hit her up and ask her a question and book an appointment or whatever that may be. So let us know where they can find you. Yes. So my business website is tailormadebudgets.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under Tailormade Budgets. And then you can also 
jump in to my newsletter by signing up for my seven day money challenge. And that is simply the number seven day money challenge.com. And it's just seven days of very short three to four minute videos that are going to help you get unstuck with your money in one week. And it's just designed to help you feel a little bit more positive and progress with your finances. And then you also get on my newsletter, which just keeps you motivated on a regular routine basis. So I'd love for you to join me there. Thank you so much for taking some time out to chat with us, to drop these gems that are on fire, okay, um, <laughs> and and really help to continue these conversations that, especially in a time where like things are ever evolving right now, I don't think that I don't think that. Well, I think there's two things. Like right? it's either going to get better for some people or it's going to get worse depending yeah. on their level of commitment to learning and being open. And I say you have to be ready and willing, but you don't have to be able, you know, mm. being able comes in the process of deciding that you're ready and willing to address some of these things. And we're coming up on some really, some, uh, some I don't know, y'all, I can't, I can't say for sure, but you know, I, I want everyone to find themselves on, on the good side of, of what's to come in the economy. We don't have to be affected by the global economy if we take care of our personal economy. There you um, go. And it's really just really just deep conversations that we need to be having to address what our obstacles are. So I do appreciate you for contributing to the conversation and being a phenomenal human. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me. I am all about making sure that people win with money. And so we've just got to find the ways that best suit you in this moment. And I really hope that everybody takes these words and that you are intentional from here forward. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you. Thank you.